Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us for this midweek time of devotion and prayer. This is Wednesday, May the 5th. I hope and pray that you and your family are staying healthy. Thank you for your faithfulness and watching the service each week. We are working on a plan to where we can regather back safely here in the near future. But I ask that you would continue to pray for me and our staff and our leadership as we are trying our best to minister to you while trying to get things more opened up. So uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'd like to share just a few moments what God has laid on my heart. Through the years, we've probably all had a person or people, they've been our go-to person or go-to people. Many times in my own life, I think about the go-to person as being my, my mom. Certainly, I've gone to both of my parents, but as we have Mother's Day approaching this Sunday, I, I was thinking about all the times that I've gone to my mom, and, and maybe you think about right now a go-to person, someone when you've been upset, someone when you've been hurt, someone when you've been discouraged or scared or, or someone when you've needed guidance or wisdom. We've all maybe had go-to people, and I was kind of laughing to myself earlier. I think about in my own house many times I'll hear my three children calling from different rooms. I think I've shared this with you before, where my youngest will be, Mom, Mom, or I'll hear Sophie upstairs, Mom, Mom. I'll hear Isaiah in another room, Mom, Mom. And uh, none of them are calling for me. And usually it's because it's regarding homework or wanting to know where a particular item of clothing is or and sometimes I've jokingly said how come you never call on me dad you don't know how to do chemistry or dad you don't know how to do my statistics or or dad you don't know where my shirt is or my where my shorts are and so I understand that mom usually has the right answer and mom can help them in areas where Maybe it's not my uh, area of giftedness. I think about that as I shared in my own life. I would always go to my parents through the years, ever since I was young, even until my into my adult life, to go to my, my parents. And certainly there were times I would go to my dad for certain things, but much like my children, I would go to my mom my mom to help me in my schoolwork or when I didn't feel comfortable to to talk about certain things with my dad, it just seemed like there was a an easy uh, time to talk to my mom or, a, or an easy way to bring up things that maybe I was uncomfortable to discuss with others. But we all need go-to people. You might have a parent, you might have a spouse, and certainly today, I know my wife is someone I can go to, and I've said to so many through the years, my wife is not a yes man or yes woman. She is a, 
a very honest and truthful person and she doesn't always tell me uh, what I want to hear, but she will tell me the truth and I so appreciate her heart and her honesty. And so when I said my children say, mom, mom, many times I too will say, Kelly, Kelly, she's a go-to person for me as well. But through the years, I've gone to my mom or my dad or or my brothers and my wife. And But tonight, who's your go-to person? Is it a spouse? Is it a friend? Is it a co-worker? There's a beautiful passage of scripture that we've shared through the years that is a, a beautiful reminder of who we should go to. And this is found in Hebrews chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You remember the book of Hebrews was written to some early Christians who were being tempted to give up. They were being persecuted, physically assaulted. Maybe their homes were being plundered. They were being threatened because of their newfound faith. And as a result, they were tempted to just give up and to revert back to their old ways, back to Judaism, back to their Jewish rituals and customs. These were primarily Jewish converts who had come to Christ. And then there were folks who were trying to get them to Judaize the gospel or to bring in some of those Old Testament practices into their newfound faith and into the New Testament faith. And when we read this passage of Scripture, we are reminded, as the Hebrew writer was trying to remind these Christians, that God is all-sufficient and God is all-supreme. And in the Old Testament, you remember, people were afraid to be in the presence of God and and only the priest would go into the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement to atone for the sins of the people. But when Jesus came and Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sin, he made a way to where we could have direct access to God the Father through the sacrifice that Jesus made, not through an animal sacrifice, not through a, a spotless lamb, but Jesus was the spotless lamb of God that made a way for us to have that relationship with God the Father. And I go back to a verse that I've shared just not long ago in verse 14 of Hebrews 4. Therefore, since we have a great high priest, who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. And then it goes right into verse 16. So we are to approach the throne of grace 
with confidence. We are not to be afraid as they were in the Old Testament. But as a matter of fact, we are told to come to him with boldness or with confidence. And so tonight, if you don't have a go-to person, which we all, I believe, need people, and I believe God can use spouses or parents or Christian friends to certainly be God in flesh that we can go to, but ultimately we must approach God the Father. Let us approach the throne of grace with confidence or with boldness. So I pray tonight that we would go to God with confidence because we know that he can meet all of our needs. Philippians 4, 19, according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And I know there are a lot of you with needs tonight. There are those of you battling health issues and constant pain. There are those of you who are battling mental or emotional struggles. There's those of you who are battling addiction issues. Some of you are battling relationship issues, whether it be in your marriage or in a relationship with a coworker or a friend. We all battle some area in our lives of need. And tonight we are to bring these to God. And what does he say happens when we can go to God boldly? And with confidence, it said, so that we may receive mercy. To receive mercy maybe for past mistakes that we've made, for past sins. We all are sinners in need of God's mercy. We all fall short of the glory of God. But I'm so grateful that we have a loving God who loves us and who forgives us and who shows us mercy. When I jog each day and when I'm exercising, I've told you many times I pray the whole time with my eyes open. But as I'm praying, I will thank God for the cross. I'll thank God for the empty tomb for the resurrection. You know what else I pray? I say, thank you, God, for all the many chances you've given me, a second chance, a third chance, for your repeated mercy that you've shown me and tonight know that we can go to God don't be afraid if you think I've messed up in a royal way or I've I've not been good enough to come to God the Father that that's the devil trying to mess with your mind and make you and I feel unworthy but you need to go to him with confidence because when we do that we will find mercy we'll find his forgiveness no matter what our need, he is there to meet us right where we are. You will find mercy. But then he goes on to say, you will receive mercy rather and find grace to help us in our time of need. When I hear that word grace, I, I think about what Paul wrote in Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. So we know it is by grace, that unmerited favor that we're saved. But when I also hear the word grace to help us in our time of need, I think about Paul 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 when he was pleading for God to remove that thorn from his flesh, that messenger of Satan that was tormenting him. And you remember that he pleaded three times for God to remove it. But what did the Lord tell him in verse 9 of 2 Corinthians 12? My grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in weakness. So when I read this verse, find grace to help us in our time of need, not only do we get mercy that helps us from our past mistakes or or past failures, but we find grace for whatever area of weakness or trouble or for whatever situation we're going through right now. So we have mercy for the past, and we have grace for the present. And we all are in need of his mercy and grace. So I pray tonight that if you're hurting, if you're in pain, if you're going through a difficult time, that that you would go to God. Don't be afraid. Go to him openly, honestly, humbly, boldly with confidence knowing that he is there for us he is the ultimate go-to person and yes we can still go to our uh, earthly go-to people but we need someone who is who has been there and done that and, and there's a passage on over in in hebrews chapter 10 which says beginning with verse 19 He says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened up for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. So we're to draw near to God. We're not to cower away in fear or feel like we can't go to him out of fear of being uh, chastised or judged or or being uh, preached to, but we are to go to God with a sincere heart and a genuineness of spirit and with a sincere faith, knowing that he will cleanse us, he'll forgive us, he will show us mercy, and he will give us his grace to help us in our time of need. So I pray tonight that God would be our go-to person, knowing that he is always there 24-7, and we can come to him just as we are, and he will love us and he will help us. And so I pray tonight that this will encourage you and and help you in your time of need and, and also just want us to be thankful for all of our moms and uh wives or or spouses so we can be thankful for all the times we've gone to them and they've always been there for us to to give us words of encouragement to give us words of wisdom to give us 
encouraging words and words to, to help us in our time of need, but to know that God is faithful and he's always there for us. Tonight, we're going to have a time of prayer and you should, if you're on our email list, receive these prayer requests. We have folks who have lost loved ones. We have folks that are going through treatments and therapy, people that are um, recovering from surgeries and facing surgeries. We have people that are in uh, need in some area of their lives. So we're going to take these needs to the Lord in prayer. He's, he's our go-to person right now. So won't you join me as we pray. Father, we come to you right now because we know nowhere else to turn. Father, we don't have to be embarrassed. We don't have to be scared. We don't have to be worried about what you think because you already know all that. You already know us inside and out and, and you know what our need is even before we ask. But your word tells us that we are to ask and we are to seek and we are to knock. And because Jesus made a way, we can draw near to you directly, not run and hide from you like Adam and Eve, but we can come to you just as we are openly, honestly, authentically, and you meet us right where we are. I pray God tonight for that folks that have needs, yes, these on our prayer list, bring comfort to those, Father, who have suffered loss and ask that you would comfort them wrap your arms around them father be with those who are going through treatments whether it be chemotherapy or radiation or physical therapy folks father recovering from surgery heal them we pray and father for those right now that are enduring pain Father, in some uh, area of their body, and Lord, we know you're the great healer and great physician. Heal them, if it be your will, Lord, in the strong name of Jesus, with your wounds, with your stripes, may they be healed. Father, for people battling anxiety or, Father, people that are battling uh, panic attacks, Lord, we know you can Bring them peace, and I pray, Lord, that you would heal them and just give them peace, Lord, a peace that passes all understanding. Father, I pray for others, maybe, that are having relationship struggles. Father, we know you can uh, bring reconciliation and healing, and I pray, God, that Satan would not have any glory or victory in these relationships, but, Father, that you would prevail and you would be the victor and that, Father, we would not be the victims, but we would be more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we just thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Father, we continue to pray for this pandemic to end, and we're seeing signs, Father, of, of hope and a light at the end of the tunnel. Continue to bring healing, Father, and all over the world, especially in India right now, Father, that's being hit so hard. And Father, we just continue to pray for unity in our nation and healing in our land and be with our president and governor and our leaders, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, Lord, as they lead and direction. 
And Father, that we would pray for those in leadership positions. Just, Father, as I and we as staff need the prayers, Father, of your people, because we can't do it on our own. And this has been such a strained and trying time, a draining season. And I pray, God, that you would give us wisdom as we move forward. And Father, we're excited about a a plan going forward on, on how we can minister to folks and, and how we can meet the needs of people. Just help me and us, God, I pray. And forgive me, Lord, when uh, I have tried to do things in, in my own way or in my own time, when it's, God, got to be your way and in your time. Help us tonight, oh God, to, to follow your lead and to keep in step with your spirit. And Lord, we pray for spiritual renewal and awakening and for revival. And Lord, that many people will come to Christ. And Lord, if there's someone watching tonight and they've never given their heart and life to Jesus, may they come to know Christ even now that they would confess their sin, ask for your forgiveness, invite you to come into their heart and into their life to be their Lord and Savior. And Lord, they would experience that new birth even now, God, and that they would follow through by letting me or, or their pastor know and then follow through believers' baptism. Lord, I know we have folks awaiting baptism. And Lord, I pray that they would feel comfortable enough now to follow through with that commitment and uh, in obedience to your command. And they would follow through with believers' baptism and Lord, not only to follow through with that commitment, but they would want to get connected to the body of Christ, whether it be here or, or whatever church they choose, Lord. But it's important that we continue to, to grow in our faith and fellowship with other believers and, and be able to weather these storms that we're going through together. So Father, we just love you so much. Bless every person who's watching tonight, bless their families. You know what our need is, Father, and may we bring it to you with boldness and confidence, knowing, Father, that you understand we can cry together, we can laugh together, and Father, you can meet our need by your grace and by your mercy. And Father, we'll just thank you and praise you for the victories we trust you to bring just prepare me, Father, in this church for our services Sunday. Anoint, Father, every pew and every chair and all of our musicians and instrumentalists and praise and worship team and, Father, our choir and ushers and greeters and teachers and, Father, that there would be just a, a thickness of your spirit, a sweet spirit, and Father, we just will celebrate not only our mothers on Sunday, but we'll celebrate your faithfulness and we'll give you all praise for we ask all these things in the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. I pray that you are encouraged and and that you were challenged to always draw near to God, knowing that he draws near to us and that he understands what our needs are. And he's there for us to come to him just as we are. 
I hope that you will join us for worship this Sunday at either 8.30 or 11 in person, or join us online, Facebook Live, or on YouTube. And we are working through a couple of issues, as some of you have voiced that you have had trouble finding the service. We're going to try to work through some of those kinks so that you can find the service more easily. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope that you have a great rest of the week. And if you have an opportunity and your mom is, is still alive on this earth, tell her how much you love her and how much you appreciate all the times uh, she has given you good advice and given me good advice. I'm so thankful for my mom and so thankful for my godly wife as well and i pray god's blessings on them and each and every one of you at this time i'm so grateful that carrie casey and kathy parrott will be closing us with the beautiful song reminding us of the great love of god through jesus christ and that we can go to him because he came to earth to be near to us so i hope you have a wonderful evening Remember how much God loves you, and we love you too. God bless you. Oh,